Welcome back to Africa Science Focus. I'm Sally Amutabe. Food security is a major concern for many communities in the region. Over the next three episodes, we will be taking a closer look at food production as part of a new mini-series Agri-Africa. Join us as we dig into the continent's agricultural infrastructure and find out about the local innovations that are helping to make food safer and more accessible. Our reporter Michael Kaloki begins our Agri-Africa series with an investigation of food loss and food waste. Sometimes when a farmer plants a seed, after a few weeks, months or years, the produce that ends up at the market or on the plate of the consumer may not be what was expected. There has been ongoing concern about food loss in sub-Saharan Africa. Just what is the impact that food loss has on food security on the continent? And what impact has the COVID-19 pandemic had on food security as well? Worldwide, one in every nine people were facing hunger before the pandemic. In Africa, that number was one in five. The United Nations estimates that another 45 million people in sub-Saharan Africa and Asia became acutely food insecure between February and June last year. Joseph, you have formulated and led a number of projects on the continent looking at food loss reduction. What is the general state of food loss in sub-Saharan Africa? So, uh, thank you so much, Michael. Um, as you said, my name is Joseph Mpagalile. I'm an agricultural engineer working on sustainable agricultural mechanization with the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, and I'm based here in Accra at our regional office for Africa. So I can, uh, you know, briefly say that uh, um, still the level of food loss is high compared to other regions of the world. So I can say the average global uh, food loss is put at about uh, 14% uh, under the uh, FAO State of Food and Agriculture Report of 2019. So I'll give you an example. For example, in the study that we conducted in Ethiopia, for grains, including maize, uh, beans, and wheat, we found out that uh, the losses were ranging between 18 and 25%. Um, in Tanzania, we conducted the study on tomato value chains, and we found out that the losses could reach even 44%. This is unacceptable, as I said, and mainly it is because of so many factors, including the fact that, um, you know, the infrastructure is uh, still uh, very basic and is, it, not, it does not suffice the needs. Also, the, there is also an aspect of technologies that are used in, in post-harvest handling. They are still traditional technologies and they contribute to a lot of losses. Uh, and also the issue of uh, training and capacity building is another aspect which uh, is contributing to these losses. What impact has the COVID-19 pandemic had on food security on the continent? So uh, there have been uh, a lot of issues that has to do with the restrictions in movements which have had been imposed by many government as part uh, of the you know efforts to to combat the, the pandemic. So at farm level, this has had a lot of impact with regard to input supply, 
labor variability and as well as uh, you know services which are normally provided to farmers by extension workers um, in addition to that uh, there have been also uh, a challenge to do with the market access but also to buy some goods which are important for the agricultural activities from the market so these markets have, have been during this period uh, and especially when the, 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 the problem was at its peak, uh, a lot of countries closed their borders and uh, movements even within the countries were restricted. And therefore, uh, farmers could not sell timely their crops uh, or their produce to the market. And uh, this led to a lot of problems because, remember, these farmers also don't have you know, the technologies we say that are, are required for reduction of food loss, for example, uh, they don't have the capacity to uh, to handle the, the, their crops, to add value and so forth. And therefore, uh, they just brought their crops back home and this led to a huge amount of uh, crops being lost. In parts of sub-Saharan Africa, up to 60% of the people working in agriculture are women. Sarah Mayanja, a researcher at the International Potato Center, tells Michael how gender and food systems interact. Yes, we've done a bit of research on gender integration in the food value chain. From real-life experiences last year in the lockdown, we saw a depression of producer prices for fresh food coming from the farmers. And this was mainly because when the food came onto the market, buyers could not, did not have the ability to buy the food in the quantities that they, they desired because they didn't have access to transportation. And so we also saw lo major losses of crops at, at uh, farm and market levels. And there was a loss of morale at the farm level. And in the next season, there was low production because many farmers then did not have the money to procure the inputs. But most of all, these losses, even when they happened, there was a lot of effect on women because, for example, at the market level, women had to sleep in the markets and so the food security in their homes was compromised. The mobility of many of the women actors was curtailed and this had an effect on their ability to access input and output markets. And there was also the effect on domest of domestic violence, which really scaled up. And this had also a big effect on food security in Uganda. Next, I'll be speaking to Kaleli Muli, a farmer from Kenya, who, I should add, has also had experience farming in Swaziland. Yeah, personally, Kaleli, what experience have you had as a farmer with pre-harvest and post-harvest loss? As a farmer, uh, with a pre-harvest uh, loss has really come in, in, two, in two ways. One is uh, pests and diseases, and also with the climate. I mean, the rain patterns have really been uh, quite uh, uh, dramatic. So uh, a lot of losses where you find that uh, the, crops, the crop is not maturing uh, because there's no sufficient rainfall. And even the places where we irrigate, you know, you have to use a lot of much power to be able to irrigate. And therefore, at the end of the day, uh, we, we harvest quite little than what we expect. So the COVID uh, pandemic has really affected us 
because initially uh, we had all uh, or many food outlets closed. So hotels are closed, restaurants are closed, and uh, the, 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 the people going out to the markets, the markets are closed, open air markets were closed. So produce that was already planted and it's on the schedule of planting for any small scale farmer or middle scale farmer. So all that produce or most of it went to waste. So you'll find that uh, vegetables like cabbages, spinach, and uh, and the like, or even carrots, we we had to feed them to 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 animals. Now those who did not have connections for export, I mean, it, it was just really tough for everyone. And then really changing the strategy in terms of where and how to sell, and uh, this is where you could find that uh, people will take wagons or some who can hire vehicles and uh, have the cars on the roadside with the fruits or the vegetables and everybody passing by, they can be able to, to sell them. Kaleli, what do you think can be done to boost food security on the continent? To boost food security in the continent is one of those big... It's, uh, that's the elephant in the room, actually. So you find that uh, many farmers have traditional ways of farming and these are quite inefficient and with proper training and capacity building, you'll find that uh, some of the losses that uh, we talk about uh, will be able to minimize them once more knowledge is there. And actually, knowledge, uh, I will describe it in two parts. So we have the technical knowledge or the science of it and also the art of it. So once the two are combined with the, the science and the art of uh, farming, then it, the capacity is really well built. Uh, we need to eliminate some of the uh, individuals or some of the huddles in between. And one of them is the middlemen or the people who come to broker in between. Those ones really affect the pricing systems for, 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 for the African farmer. And if the government can be able to do that, to eliminate that, but mostly with farmers in groups, then they can be able to um, speak in one voice and have a huge bargaining power in uh, in selling their produce. So farming needs to be given the attention that it needs. And because farmers are really looked down upon, you know, I mean, I can give an example of myself when I graduated with my Bachelor of Science in Agriculture. And uh, my friends would laugh quite a lot because I was a farmer and asked me, oh, you, do you know how to drive a tractor? So uh, they don't people don't really understand that farming is really a science and a science not necessarily you have to go to a university to learn it, but it's a science that you acquired through practice. It's an art that you, you acquired through practice. And then for those who need more assistance, then the capacity building by the private sector and the government can be able to make a huge difference. And then farming in Africa is, um, I would say, is, is, is really unlimited at this point in time. Back to Joseph Mpagalile from the Food and Agriculture Organization. Joseph, part of your work has involved looking at the role of mechanization in food production in Africa. What role, if any, does mechanization have in reducing food loss? So to start with, uh, uh, when we talk about mechanization, we are really talking about uh, the use of uh, you know, tools, equipment and machinery. 
which could uh, reduce drudgery and enhance efficiency in agricultural production uh, uh, you know systems but uh, when you come to operations such as uh, harvesting uh, post harvest handling storage agro processing all these operations are uh, you know could be done well with the mechanization uh, services or mechanization operations so uh, if you you go for example in the rice farming uh, then mechanization in terms of machinery such as uh, harvesters uh, reapers uh, you know threshers all those uh, reduce the drudgery that uh, farmers would have and also they increase the efficiency of the operation and also they help to maintain the quality of the produce that is coming from the field. We normally pr uh, promote uh, small equipment that uh, women and the youth could use to add value to their crops. An example, for example, is, uh, is a milling machines for producing flour. These are all over the continent and this is an example of uh, a piece of uh, you know uh, mechanization equipment that could uh, help a lot to reduce uh, food loss uh, uh, that we are experiencing in the continent. So the, the, the role of mechanization should be seen hand in hand with the effort to uh, reduce post-harvest uh, losses that, uh, you know, as I said earlier, different countries, partners going towards it uh, as, as we move forward. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with the second episode in our three-part mini-series, Agri-Africa. Over the course of our Agri-Africa series, we won't be including our Q&A section. But keep sending in your questions and we'll have our experts answer them in the following episodes. Send a voice message via WhatsApp to plus 254-799-042513. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editor was Jackie Oparafotoye with reporting from Michael Kaloki. Africa Science Focus is produced by Net and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grants Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs>